Hello, and welcome to another episode of Heels on the Court. Sam, happy Tuesday. How are you doing? Uh, I don't know. Loaded question. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's a loaded question. It is a loaded um, question. Every week, it's a loaded question. Nobody wants um, to know the real yeah. answer anyway. No, so we're just going to say we're doing great. Um <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, what a weekend for for many reasons. Um, we had the Masters going on this past week. Um, fourth and final day happened on Sunday. Um, congratulations to Hideki uh, Matsuyama for being the first Japanese man to, to win a Masters, uh, which is really cool. I mean, a, a decade ago, I think it was in like the, yeah, it was exactly a decade ago, in 2011, he earned the low amateur honors, um, for the, the masters, and he, like, was invited to Butler Cabin, and all that kind of stuff, and, I mean, how cool is that? So, it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. come, not a comeback, because he's a really good golfer, and he, like, hasn't sucked, so, (laughs) I don't know, it was really cool, I mean, I liked it, but uh, what a weird, like, I don't know, golf is a socially distant sport, and we're still, like, in a pandemic right now, and none of the golfers or their caddies were wearing masks, but this is, I think, like, the first, one of the first golf tournaments where people are actually allowed to, like, come and and spectate, which was kind of interesting to see how that was working out with everything, but it was nice, because I miss the, I miss the fans, I miss the, oh, oh, I miss the, like, the wee golf sounds, basically. <laughs> oh, it was a lot of fun to watch. I enjoyed it. I don't know. Uh, there, there's so much that, do you think that the coverage was just so interesting? It's, it was, it, like, it was okay. I I have issues with some of the commentators, and I've got issues with, like, other things and whatever. Um, I don't know if it was, like, I think everybody was just so excited that it was back, because, of course, last year the Masters were postponed, and they played in November. Mm-hmm. So it was very different from, like, there were, there was, like, no azaleas, um, everything was, like, out of whack, um, the course didn't look good in November, but, of course, like, it's the winter in Augusta, like, there, it's a different season, so the course is gonna look different, and grass behaves differently, and all that kind of stuff, um, but I don't know, I think that it was, it was more exciting, I felt like, than previous masters but also at the same time like i said i've got my issues but that's just me well what what did you have issues with i'm curious um i just i don't it just feels like a lot of maybe it's because of the channel that i was watching the masters on or whatever but it just felt like there was like a lot of hopping around going on um and it it felt more casual then it has, like, in the past, it's felt very, like, formal and very whatever, you know, because it's, it's the masters, but it just, I don't know, I, I, I felt like the commentators as well as, like, some of the players and all of that, like, maybe 
were not like not taking it seriously but it just felt like they were just so happy to be back that they like forgot this is gonna sound so like right wing they forgot the tradition of the masters (laughs) like (laughs) it was just like which is so dumb because it's it's just a sport but like golf has like traditions and like whatever um and it's how you do things but I thought it was cool one of the things I really did like was the ceremonial tee off that was that was great mm-hmm. I enjoyed what that about too. you though I I thought it was pretty good um I do like I, I I do like when they jump around a little bit but I also see what you're saying um it it can be a little bit distracting, but it's also action-packed. Like, maybe more so than some of the other sports we've been watching recently. Which yeah, which is interesting, because golf always gets the bad rap for being boring being like, or whatever. Yeah. Right. But it's well, nonstop. And then I think... Yeah, exactly. And I think it's funny, too. Um, just, like, when people are, like, talking about how... Um, golf is like boring and stuff like that but let's like go back to the beginning of the pandemic when ever like all the sports were canceled and everything like that golf is like one of the only sports that is naturally socially distant um unless you're like talking about like other solo sports where you're not really playing with anybody um so like golf was one of the first sports to like come back into circulation and at that point i was actually working at the golf course that i was working at and golf became so popular with people who have never even played golf before um we were so busy um during the summer last year with um and we like took away mats and everything we had two sides of the range there were i think between 13 and 16 mats pre-covid and they took away enough mats that there were only like eight mats per side of the range so that you could get like Mm -hmm. the appropriate amount of distance and there were like lines of people waiting for a mat because we weren't letting people hit off the grass um there were like people were piling up and like we had to like refund people money for their bucket of balls because they it was going to be like a couple of hours before they could get like a spot and stuff like that so you know i feel like the pandemic has kind of done some good for golf in a sense that i feel like it's kind of generated a new audience and uh, new people who are actually interested in it because of that odd time where it was the only thing that was available um but yeah, I don't know. It was exciting this year. I feel like this year, kind of like, you know, when you watch a football game, you don't you don't want it to be a blowout. You want it to be a close game because it's so interesting and intense and you're sitting on the edge of your seat. I feel like it was the same way. There were like, the, the board was shuffling of who was going to be first, second, third. Like, it just kept fluctuating pretty much up until the end where it's like, Hideki... Matsuyama, I don't know, he was in the lead, but I mean, it was very close. I mean, you've got Will Zalatoris, who solo finished at second place, 24-year-old kid, people making fun of him because he looked like the happy Gilmore caddy, <laughs> um, 
But, like, I mean, talk about, like, the purse this year for the Masters was, the total purse was somewhere around, like, 11 million. Yeah, he gets, like, one, yeah, he gets, like, like, one point something million dollars that he doesn't have to share with anybody because he finished second. But, like, it was so close with, like, him and John Rahm and all these other guys and, you know, Jordan Spieth was having kind of like fighting himself and his own demons and stuff like that and with Hideki getting into the water at one point and having to take the penalty strokes and things it was an interesting it was an interesting last day of golf and I think that that's what people are looking for especially since you know in basketball you can practice you practice you practice and you can hit those shots like all the time with golf like you can practice hitting your shots and everything like that but it really depends on the weather that day, the golf course you're playing at, the speed of the greens, um, and all of that kind of stuff. There's so many other factors that come into it that, you know, it takes skill to, um, to like, actually hit the ball and, like, get it up in the air, but it takes luck for the ball to, like, actually get into the hole, you know? So, that's just my two cents. <laughs> How about all the big names that didn't make the cut too dustin johnson dj masters winner of 2020 did not make the cut yeah it's unbelievable when stuff like that happens in sports and um and yet we've we've talked nicholson still made it (laughs) (laughs) somehow i love phil yeah he he (laughs) always figures out a way i don't know how he does it but there's nobody quite like him in sports He's lefty, man. I love him. Just all over the course. I feel like he can't hit it straight at all anymore, but it doesn't matter. It and doesn't matter because he's Phil. He makes it work. Do you follow him on Instagram? He does make it work. No, I don't. Oh, there. before COVID, he was having like fireside conversations and it was just like him and like random people he'd have discussions with like sitting like in chairs in between like a fireplace. Oh, he's he's hilarious and just seeing him in all of those like arthritis commercials or whatever the commercials are for like the medication mm-hmm. he's he's a clown he's a goof like he's he's so funny yeah him with charles barkley last year and how he's able to kind of get him through his yips and that was insane <laughs> He, in, like, the the Tiger, what is it, I forget the name of the thing, but when he plays ti- with Tiger and they have, like, the celebrities, and this past year it was, um, he was paired up with Tom Brady, and um, Tiger was with Peyton Manning, I think, or it was, like, the other way around, but I'm pretty sure Phil was with um, Tom Brady, and Phil was just, like, saving his butt. It, Tom Brady could not play golf that day (laughs) and i was surprised that like phil was actually able to like compensate for the two of them Mm -hmm. i remember that (laughs) i just think he's just so old but he's not but like for golf he's so old Mm -hmm. that it's it's just kind of funny i don't know it's it's so funny He, he just plays so well no matter what but um what what to you is kind of the biggest takeaway from the weekend what do you who do you think has the brightest future and who will compete for a masters again and maybe who won't is it cheesy to say that i think will zalatoris has like a good outlook because i mean he did come in second and everything like that um 
but, you know, before this tournament, um, I did not know his name at all, but maybe that's just me, um, you know, not knowing, like, golfers anymore, like, I've, I've fallen off the face of the earth, um, but I'm looking at the scores, you know what I think, Bryson DeChambeau, I was a huge Bryson fan over the summer, um, just because of, like, him working with technology and, like, just seeing the comparison between him in 2019 and then coming back for 2020, mm-hmm. that dude packed on weight. He made gains. Doesn't even look like the same person. Um, and he can hit the ball so far. And I, I identify with that because I was a long, um, a long hitter on my golf team and when I was playing competitively. Um, but I believe he didn't make the cut and I don't know if he's gonna, like, I know he won the U.S. Open last year, but I don't know if, um, if he's ever gonna win a Masters. I don't, I don't think, I, something's gotta change, like, and I feel, you know, there are all those articles about him arguing with rules officials and things like that, like, I think he needs to have an attitude adjustment in the nicest way possible. I don't think that he's a bad person, but I think that, when it comes to golf and how he's playing, he thinks he's always right. And I mm-hmm. don't think that, that um, that's the best way to go into it. You've got to have an open mind. And, I mean, like, this isn't soccer. This isn't football. This isn't basketball. We're not arguing with referees. Like, <laughs> these are rules officials. They know the rule book front and back like they've been reading it their whole life. Um if they say, like, this is, like, a hazard or, like, whatever kind of hazard it is or what kind of penalty, like, that's what you take. As a golfer myself, I don't know the whole rule book, so why would I, I mean, like, I know I would be upset if I hit a shot that I had to consult with them on, but, you know, whatever, life happens. Um, so I don't know about him, but I think Xander Shoffley, um, we should be looking out for him. I definitely see him winning a Masters in the future. Um, John Rahm, he's won one before i think that he can probably do it again i really like jordan spieth i want jordan spieth to like make a comeback um i remember when he was good um and i love rory mcelroy um but you know he like wasn't even wasn't even like close to to the list he he missed the cut but um I'd love to see him come back, but I, I don't know, like, any of these new guys. I'm so stuck in, um, like, the old days, like, when I was, like, growing up and knowing those golfers when mm-hmm. they were young, um, but somebody I, I'm excited to see their career because I think they're around our age, uh, Colin Morikawa. I'm very excited yeah. to see what he does in the future, um, but what about you? Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I have any idea. <laughs> i have that's why i asked you i I have no idea um i think what salatoris did though was really impressive just how young he is and then this this was a normal masters really i mean there was nothing yeah you can't say that there were no fans so he didn't have that pressure or whatever excuse people limited fans 
but I mean, there were fans. It was the right season. Um, it wasn't like they limited the number of participants. It was it was still the same, and he played a really good game. He had no advantage or disadvantage or whatever. It was it was normal. Mm-hmm. So that's the easy pick, but I think it's a good pick. Um, we'll see. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. And we've got the U.S. Open or U.S. Championship or whatever it is coming up um, in June. And it's going to be played at Torrey Pines in San Diego, which is very cool um, since we're both in California. Very exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for golf this year. I think it'll be good. I'm sad that with everything that went on with Tiger, um, I'm glad that he's recovering well, but I'm sad that like we didn't get to see him mm-hmm. play in the Masters. He's always a favorite to watch. Um, but it was great because he actually... Um, he congratulated Hideki Matsuyama on his win and everything, and it's very, very cool. So, yeah. excited about the Masters. Good Masters talk. Let's let's flip the script a little bit over going to baseball and talking about something that happened this weekend and that kind of sheds a light on something that kind of affects, like, all sports, even golf, um, which is something interesting that probably a lot of people don't know about. Um, so this weekend, I believe it was the Phillies and the Braves. Mm-hmm. Um, they played night a game baseball. Sunday night baseball, and um, it was basically a, um, a replay fiasco. Um, I don't know the players, but basically they were all tied up, and um, to to win the game, I believe who was it? It was it was the Braves. Um, slid in. T- no, it was uh, Alec Bohm of the Phillies uh, on a five ball to the left. A five ball to the left, and it's tied at six, right? And yeah, tied so at six. So the throw came in. The throw, the throw beat Bohm to the plate, but the tag was a little bit iffy it was wonky yeah and i mean watching the video over you guys can find it on john boy media um it's like a mlb replay video if you want to go look it up or you could probably youtube it wherever but that's just where i saw it and in in the moment i was talking with a couple of friends about this in the moment if i was an umpire and i saw that yeah i would probably call that safe but then going back and looking at like slow-mo and like replay and all the different camera angles his foot never touched the base ever yeah well his foot never his foot never touched the plate i agree but i never saw the glove touch him either touche touche and i think that's that's where the trouble is coming in is because people are upset that the the call on the field holds a lot of weight but in a situation yeah. like that, the throw comes in, you don't see a tag, you don't see the foot on the plate. What are you supposed to call? Are you supposed to have both players come run out of the dugout and whoever touches, <laughs> yeah, whoever their gets their first? Their first? <laughs> no, right? So, I, well, I mean, I would watch that. I, I mean, I would watch it too, but I'd, I'd watch it no matter what. But I, I think that that's what it came down to is there was no definitive proof of anything from those replays. Yeah. Just looking at it from New York's perspective in the way that they evaluate their replays, you have to have, I think you have to have the call on the field, on the court, on the whatever, no matter what sport it is, 
it needs to hold some weight because when you get into a situation like that where it's tough to tell if anybody did anything, you have to make a call. So, mm-hmm. so to me, that's, I think, the only reason why it was called the way it was. And maybe, maybe I just missed it. Maybe there was a tag that was applied at some point. But I don't think yeah. that I saw one on video on any of those angles that were shown. Now, there could be more angles that we didn't see, um, which right. may have shown a tag, and which in that, in that case, they got it wrong. But yeah. But I, I think what other choice do you have? You have to go with the ruling on the field, right? Yeah, and I agree. I just think that it's crazy because I know that um, I wouldn't call it replay in golf, but I know that like replay is a huge issue um, in the NFL. Um, there's this whole debate about like the more instant replay, the merrier. And, like, the argument for it is that the only thing that should matter in the end is getting the calls Mm -hmm. right because there's nothing worse than when, like, you don't get the call right, fans get pissed off, like, everything is kind of wonky, and everything should be viewable, including penalties. But the argument against that is, like, the human element shouldn't be taken out of the game entirely, and we only hear about the ridiculously blown calls, but referees get it right about 99% of the time, um, and aren't the games long enough? Like, I don't want, like, the game to be paused for so long, but, I mean, in the, relating to golf, spectators can call in while watching tournaments. Didn't they get rid of that, or am I crazy? They, I believe they got rid of the spectator part calling in. Yeah. But they're now going back and did you see the ridiculous, um, I don't remember who it was, but there was like a ridiculous, um, golf penalty this past weekend where, um, some guy was in the sand, um, and he didn't even like swing the ball or swing his club and he basically like he took it back and like a grain of sand moved and because of that he got like the two-stroke penalty or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um and then of course um like last year we saw john rom be penalized um because like after a chip in like during a pga event and it was just like this whole thing and it was stupid and like yeah it's just so dumb and now they've like in golf they change the rules every five minutes um (laughs) like now you're allowed to have the pin in the hole when you're putting and use it as a backstop um the debate over belly putters is one that's going to happen for the rest of time um but it's just i don't know i i i don't like instant replays and i don't think that people should allow i don't think instant replays should be allowed to go on forever and i don't think that people should be able to call in and um like call in about penalties that's just my opinion i don't know what you think but well I'll stick to baseball here, but in in baseball, I mean, uh, it's supposed to last two minutes maximum, which we don't 
it's still a really long time, but we don't usually see it be maximum two minutes. Sometimes we're sitting there forever waiting for a call. Uh, the, the initial thing was just to make sure that the calls were correct. The egregiously bad calls were correct. And I think the big one that everybody always points to is um, Armando Galarraga's perfect game. I don't know if you remember that, the 27th out uh, for the Tigers. Yeah. And he was out by mm -hmm. a little more than a step and got called safe. And I think that was the big... It was that one and then the one with the Pirates uh, where... Um, that one actually was on ABC World News. It was so bad. <laughs> um, uh, the ground ball the third in like the 17th inning. Throw to the plate. Uh, Michael McHenry of the Pirates tagged the runner. They called him safe. Like those ones need to be overturned. Yeah. But now we see all the time where it's the guy overslides second base and then we zoom in to see, okay, well, is there separation from the bag? Is the tag still applied? And that was just never the intention of instant replays to nitpick these tiny things and yeah. i'm not sure what you can do because it does need to be implemented it does need to have these egregiously bad calls the ones that should never be wrong you need to get those correct but how at the same time can you say now we're not going to look at every little detail if somebody challenges you only get two a game so that's yeah. that's the thing that that interests me is how do you balance that how do we shorten these times that we're sp spending looking at at replays and we saw it right. we saw it in the ncaa tournament too with um what was it ucla and alabama where the ball went off the alabama players shorts yeah it's like yes the ball yeah. did go off his shorts but but like they're shorts like but we're zooming in and looking at it and taking forever yeah. to make a call. And now, granted, it worked out for us and in, in our interest. But um, I, I don't know why we need to zoom in on a player's shorts and see if the ball touches his shorts or not. Like, it's, it's becoming excessive. We can zoom in on people's shorts if we want. And then also, though, wait a but... minute. Why, why is, <laughs> is it only important with two minutes left in the second half to be able to go back and review in college basketball? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And I think that one of the things I do admire about the NFL is like whenever, I know that's this is with challenging calls, but when they're challenged and then they put the play in review and everything like that, if the call is like reversed and whatever, then it's reversed. But if it's not and the, the, the ruling on the field stands, they get one of their timeouts taken away, mm -hmm. which I think is great. I like that. So if we do that in football, let's do that in all the other sports. Yeah, well, well, the NBA like, started doing that where you can challenge yeah. plays. And I think we got to start letting college coaches challenge plays too. Now, yeah. there, there are a lot of issues with that because there are a lot of schools that have resources available to look at, at plays and have somebody, you know, so you're not making a judgment call with your eyes, right? Yeah. Um, right. Where other schools would be able to have somebody look at it kind of behind the scenes. So that's something that would maybe be a problem. But I'm sure there's ways to limit communication. And so maybe in, maybe instead of having the colleges look at that stuff themselves, the NCAA, excuse me, the NCAA creates a new position within the organization that sends out somebody to review that kind of stuff and give equal for both sides facts 
for yeah. both sides and they don't they don't have a a a, a, a foot in the game that uh, might work as they would say um yeah the only problem though is there's no natural break typically in basketball so yeah ball yeah. goes out of bounds off somebody that's a good spot to stop and take a look if you need to but um right. certain foul calls that are reviewable I don't know. There's just some things where there's not a natural break in the action to look and see. And then, I mean, could you imagine if we were reviewing every foul call? We would never. It it would be like baseball. It would be longer than Mm -hmm. baseball. Um, It would be awful. I think one of the things that people love about college basketball is it's very quick. 40-minute games. that's the one thing I love about basketball. Yeah. Yeah. 40-minute games doesn't take all that long to get through the 40 minutes. And then it's it's done. I mean, it's, it's, it's that <laughs> quick. And I, and I like that it's two halves, even though it's the only level of basketball in the world that's played in two halves, in halves. and not four quarters. But I, I was so lot... confused when I went to college. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot less, <laughs> it's a lot less clock stoppage. And I think that's what we're trying yeah. to achieve in all sports. So I kind of like yeah. that. Um, I, but you do have I the agree. media timeouts that kind of work as quarters, but as far as it relates to baseball, we just got to stop looking at plays for so long. Either you know or you don't, and just kind of move on. And if that's the standard, then I think we'll be okay. We stop looking at plays altogether. There are no, there's no instant replays. <laughs> Everything is on <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> oh, it, go back it's to the so old much, days. It's so much better with replay. I have to say, to know that Ooh, when an, you're one of those, I am because. <laughs> Well, first of all, it was a sore spot when that play happened with the Pirates. But um and it kind of derailed their season, but in in a in all seriousness, Pirates aside, all those jokes, um I think that there are sometimes calls in baseball that are just so bad yep. that they need to be overturned and it's hard to watch a game now. If if you're watching a game and you know the guy is out and they and there's so much time to sit there and like the, the broadcast booth will look at it for like 30 minutes because there's so much time in between plays. I can't imagine yeah. going back to watching and seeing that the guy is clearly out or clearly safe and then not overturning it. That would <laughs> right. be miserable no. to me. Now on on the real real, I'm gonna ask you a question involving all of this in baseball with all the bad calls. Do you think there is some fixing going on or are the umpires that bad at their jobs? The umpires are that bad at their jobs. <laughs> I, I mean like yeah, I was gonna say that that's what I'm going with, but I just think it's funny that like that's the answer. Train train people better, guys. Let's get some young people who like have good eyesight <laughs> making these calls. You know what I mean? Instead of these like not old but middle aged people like on the field. You know what I mean? Well, I mean you can't discriminate <laughs> against age, but <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, true. But I mean you know what I mean. Like let's let's get some education going on i think that the union the union's too strong is the big issue and uh unions yeah and the the two unions the players union and then the umpires union they they go at it like crazy and nothing ever gets accomplished uh so 
somebody's got to give a little bit of something for baseball to start moving in the right direction again because right now it's in a lot of trouble yeah i mean i just think that um education would be the best i mean why wouldn't why wouldn't umpires want to get more training I mean, what if it's like paid training? No, I just think during I just think whenever, some of them you know? some of them are just bad. Some of them are just bad. They just miss there's a there's a Twitter account. Oh, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head right now, but there's a Twitter account that shows how umpires perform game by game. And just some of them mm. are so horrible. And especially home plate umpires. And maybe that's a solution is yeah. that some umpires just can't be home plate umpires anymore. I don't know because it takes yeah. an extreme amount of focus to be a home plate umpire. Um, it's something I know I couldn't do. I couldn't do nine innings and get most of the calls right. It's, it'd be impossible. I can't even imagine how exhausted someone probably is after their first time doing it. Even even your hundredth even... time doing it. I'm sure it's exhausting. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't even imagine being, like, the first base guy. Like, I can't, I I can't imagine being an umpire at all, you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like, (laughs) I'm just like, that's a lot of skill, and, like, I know it's easy to criticize people over the the computer or the soundbite or whatever we're doing, but, I mean, yeah, it's a hard job, but also, you know, if that's your job, educate yourself and do some more training, you know? Yeah, but, like, Angel Hernandez missed, like, four calls in the NLC, the ALCS last year, and then he gets upset that he's not picked for the World Series, and it's, you can't, you can't miss that many calls, and then go to review and extend the game by, like, 20 minutes, it just can't, it can't happen, and that's why people hate watching baseball. Oh, I hate that (laughs) people hate watching baseball. I know, because honestly, going to a baseball game, like, in person is probably my favorite thing in the world. Like, literally getting all the snacks and sitting there and, like, drinking... I, well, I can't have a beer anymore. But, like, <laughs> drinking previously a beer and just, like, having a good time with my friends is awesome. I don't even have to pay attention most of the time. Like, I just enjoy being there. Um, which is a bummer, because that people don't feel that way because it's like it is a great sport but because it takes so freaking long because of all these call like bad calls sometimes it's like people at this point like i've got a couple of friends who are like pmob just doesn't know what they're doing and, and it's just kind of like eh, you're not wrong but like i don't know how to fix this so i watch it all the time i watch I have an MLB TV subscription. I watch a lot of games. So every time I talk to you, you're like watching. Yeah. So maybe I'm a little biased here. So I'm not even going to get into it any further because I want to know as a more casual fan, Mm -hmm. what would make it more appealing? Uh, halftime. No. <laughs> <laughs> instead of instead of the seventh inning stretch, I want like a Super Bowl style halftime. Oh, so make no. it even longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I think I think what would make it more interesting, maybe, um, is you know you can you can. Well, I guess there's no, like, all of the sports have, like, tiebreakers. I was going to be like, you cut it off at the ninth inning. No more, like, 10, 12, 13, 16 inning games. No more. <laughs> um, 
I think that, like, maybe if there was, like, a time clock, I don't, you know, like, I feel like sometimes I'm, like, sitting there and the pitcher is just, like, standing there with the ball, like, waiting, and the batter is, like, at the mound and he's, like, ready to hit, but they're not throwing the damn ball. So, so maybe like in football, there's like a countdown clock where you have to get rid of the ball. And they've tried that in the minors and in college. Um, I think it's a great idea. I don't think it's a bad idea either. I, it it's, reminds me more of like a free throw shooter has has a certain amount of yeah. time to shoot his free throw. Um, and so, I, I think m- maybe like more incentives you know what i mean like you know how in football you can kick a field goal after you make a touchdown and you get like an extra two points or whatever however many points it is like what if if you steal like one or more bases you get an extra like run (laughs) i don't know i I don't know like i don't know how to make it more interesting for people i just think it's the pace of it like you really gotta like enjoy taking your time so anyway like i don't want it to go super fast i don't want it like college basketball but you know like a football game is already like two hours or whatever on television with commercial breaks and like things like that like a baseball game can it can literally go on forever yeah like it can technically go on forever um but i know i know implementation of the mercy rule like if something someone's like getting slaughtered um but like we baseball that's all my references is like we sports <laughs> well, college softball does that <laughs> but you know the problem with yeah. that is that people pay a lot of money to go to a game and if you're gonna cut it short you're gonna start to have problems but like if you're watching a game and in like the third inning it's like 12 to 0 do you really want to sit there for another couple of innings watching your team get their butts kicked? Like, if I paid for I, it, <laughs> I mean, right? So Really? Because I yeah. wouldn't. I would want to leave. I would leave. But I wouldn't leave. I, I never leave, so that's a different issue. But Yeah, that, that's, that's an issue. <laughs> but um, but I, 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 don't, I don't think you can do that. I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, there would have to be a threshold, you know what I mean? Like, a certain inning of, like, a certain, like, amount of runs for each team kind of a thing. But, like, it would be, like, to a point where it was, like, super excessive. Like, it was, like, okay. Like, there's no way in hell, like, the other side is going to be able to catch up with the amount of, like, time that we have. Or maybe, But that's the thing about baseball is that it's never over. It, it just I know, but that's the thing that no people time. hate about it. Well, watch another sport. I don't know what to tell you. No, I know, but the, but then what I'm saying is, like, baseball people cannot complain that baseball is dying or whatever, um, and that nobody wants to watch it, because these are, like, legit, like, as a casual baseball fan, like, the main reason why I don't watch it is because it's really long, and, like, there's no end to it. So, like, if they're trying to get more people to watch it, the, you got to adjust the length of it. I don't know how you're going to do it. Put a, putting a set amount of time for each inning 
um, for each team. Like, each, each team gets X amount of minutes per, like, the top and the bottom and whatever, and that's just how it'll be and how it goes. Maybe that's the solution, but you can still have as many innings. Like, if you're tied, it can go on forever or whatever. I don't care, but if there's just, like, a set limit on something... I don't know, but then, of course, you got the people like you who are like, well, I like baseball this way, um, who would probably, like, I mean, we saw with the switch from Atlanta to Denver, people are like, I'm never watching baseball again, which, of course, (laughs) we know that's not true. Um, You're upset about it in the moment, but you're going to continue to watch baseball, please. Well, I was Um, against, like, the, the extra innings runner on second base to lead off the inning at first, then I saw it, and I was fine, so yeah, I'm not... But I'm not opposed to trying it, new things. Right, but you're also of, like, an open mind, like, I, like, I hate to blame it on our generation, but, like, I feel like we've got a little bit more open minds than other generations that are older than us. Hashtag mm-hmm. thanks, boomers. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, I'm just thinking, like, all of these people, like, if they start putting time limits or, like, screwing with, like the core of baseball they're gonna there's gonna be like such a fit of people being like i'm boycotting the mlb or like i'm never watching baseball again it's just kind of like it's a trade-off between how many fans do you think you would lose by implementing some of these things versus how many fans do you think you would gain and that's just like on the back end you would have to do market research and surveys and things like that um which i'm sure they're doing it's a trade-off Oh, they probably totally are, and they're just not telling anybody. Mm-hmm. They'll know what to yeah. do. I mean, the, I know the, the pandemic shortened season last year brought on some changes, but I'm sure those changes were considered before the last season. Yeah. I, like, I'm sure that run around second base rule was thought about for a decade, and somebody was yeah. trying to get it implemented, and they finally had an excuse to do it. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They had an excuse to do it, and it, they did it, and look, everybody's fine. So everybody lived through it. <laughs> we, yeah. you know, we can, we can make, we can make changes to baseball. It's not the end of the world. But it's America's pastime. It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's a lot to think about. That's a that's a long, that's a lot of stuff that we just talked about. That like are like big decisions and we're just talking about them very casually and now i'm going on to like look at the inner machinations of my mind um and just think about life as like the universe and i'm rambling right now but anyway um i think that's probably all we have time for today sam's looking at me like he's so annoyed <laughs> <I'm not> annoyed. <laughs> he's like you're crazy that um, might be true but thank you all <laughs> thank you all for tuning in to another episode of heels on the court if you like this podcast make sure you give us a thumbs up or five stars whatever you're listening on make sure that you give us the top rating Uh, make sure that you follow us on instagram to get all the updates as to when new episodes are coming out any breaking news on sports and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram at Heels on the Court or email us at Heels on the Court at gmail.com. And make sure to tune in to next week when we come out with a new episode. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.